In just a moment, recollections at 30. But first... Sound like something's following you? Well, something is. It's the music of Ralph Flanagan, and it'll follow you all this week, live on NBC Bandstand. Along with the rhythms of Skinny Ennis and his orchestra and songs by Johnny Desmond, all live and in person. So join MC Burt Parks each weekday morning and breeze through your household chores to the accompaniment of music and songs by the greatest bands and singers in the land, all live on NBC Bandstand. And now stay tuned for Recollections at 30 on NBC. Recollections at 30. NBC, celebrating its 30th year of broadcasting, invites you to memorable moments of radio's earlier days. In this special series of broadcasts, you'll reminisce among NBC's vast and historic library of sound. You'll hear the stars, the songs, the great moments in sports and special events that have highlighted these 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. And here, guiding our recollections at 30, is Ed Herlihy. Thank you, Fred Collins, and good evening, everyone. Again, we've got samples of NBC radio entertainment from the past. Highlights from the stars who were big names back in the 30s. People you've requested to hear again. From our great NBC library of sound, we'll be recalling tonight the Ben Burney of 1935. We'll sample some real jazz. And we'll also bring back one of radio's favorite daytime serials, Vic and Sade. Our first excerpt tonight needs little introduction. She's been a top name in show business for over 50 years. And this is what she sounded like on an NBC broadcast of November the 2nd, 1935. Please let me introduce myself to you as the toast of the town. At least that is my reputation. I seem to cause heart palpitation. Folks, have you ever seen me in my new red velvet gown? Each time I wear this new creation, the boys all write my number down. I'm not a nana stand. I haven't a figure, but I get my men, because I'm fast on the trigger. Yay, yay! Yay, yay! I'm the Valentine all the producers are after. I won't sign, because I really don't have to. Uh, I declare I'm the lady in red. The fellas are crazy about the lady in red. A color that hits and fits my personality. I'm the lady in red. I'm fresh as a daisy when the town is in bed. Dancing and dining and shining with originality. I'm kind and gentle. Every friend is a pal. But oh me and oh my. I'm temperamental. I'd be a dangerous gal If someone breaks up me and the head guy I'm the lady in red The fellas are crazy about the lady in red And while they are teasing I'm pleasing with my personality My vitality Folks, I want to make it emphatic You're looking right at the gal Who is the toast of the town And if I vote you'd like to question You better write my number down Sophie Tucker, the toast of many towns for many, many years. 
Judging from your mail, it is obvious what was the best-liked and longest-remembered daytime cereal, for repeatedly you listeners have been asking to hear Vic and Sade again. The Cook family and their satirical comments on the average family was one of the shows that originated in our Chicago studios for so many years, and for which I was the commercial salesman speaking out of New York. Well, here's an example of that great show back in the 30s. In this incident, Vic is talking to his son, Rush. Your sweet face is painted with a happy leer. I apprehend you think you've won the game. I have won the game. Look here. Hey, hey. You fellas done with your rummy? Uh, dry rot just blundered into an accidental victory. It's always accidental when I win. Better hop into that algebra study and hadn't you, son? It's getting on for 8 o'clock. And don't fall asleep over your book like you done last night. I want to see a decent report card this time. We're not sending great big monstrous boys to high school just to hear ourselves think, you know. Well, paper states Mr. Vogel is better. Yeah. Mr. T.W. Vogel, 718 South Center Street, who has been seriously ill the past three weeks, is mending slowly. Although extremely feeble, he is able to visit the homes of his friends. You think his friends would visit his home? That's her. Miss Vogel? Sure. She don't like people in her house. Why not? Oh, track up the carpets. Algebra sure is a rotten topic. Fails to hold an individual's interest. You'll feel an individual's interest where you don't want it if that report card ain't up to snuff this time. Oh. Oh, there's nothing in this darn newspaper anymore. That's <laughs> what you say every night. Well, there ain't. Just talky-talk and stuff. Rush, get your feet down from there. I enjoy the sensation of twisting my spine out of shape. Get him down, I said. Uh, tell us here about the Supreme Court doing something or other. What is that Supreme Court business? You're asking me rather an involved question. To answer it, I'd part have to... Part of the United States president, ain't it? I wouldn't say it was part of them. Might be part of his... Ms. General... Abrod and Ms. Brighton was talking about Supreme Courts and things the other day. They're such know-it-alls. They'll sit around and tell about Constitution and Congress and all like that. The rest of us ladies in the symbol club just stand and golf. Supreme Court and Ulysses S. Grant and so on is none of their beeswax, is it? Knowledge of our national government and its functions is every American's beeswax. Study. No, Vic, but don't you think they're putting it on? Who, Miss Brighton and my apparatus? Yeah, all that monstrous, big, important talky-talking. Actually, you'd think they were the king of Peoria. What was it Miss Apparat said the other day? Couldn't tell you. A Republican form of government, la-di-da, Abraham Lincoln, Gettysburg, Constitution, la-di-da. We people, taxes, canal zone, Congress, dumpy-dumpy-dum. Silly. Rush, what'd I say about them feet? I keep forgetting. Well, get them down. There's scratches enough on that Davenport. No, but ain't it ridiculous? Well, I'd say... Miss Apparat's a grown-up woman with a family and a house to keep clean. What on earth does she care about the Congress? I think people ought to be a little interested in the government. Yeah, sure, but why go around making a big to-do about it? People ought to try to understand the government. <laughs> what is there to understand? Quite a bit. They got fellas up there in Washington, D.C.? What fellas you referring to? Well, Congress fellas and all them. President at the White House and so on. Well, there's more to it than that, kiddo. The United Let States... Let me tell her, my... You're supposed to be studying. This will only take a second. And it's fresh in my mind because we just had it in civics. In the first place, the United States government is divided into three departments. Executive, legislative, and judicial. These three departments, ma'am, each got a separate function. The executive department is the department that enforces... Keep the, them feet down. ...that enforces the laws. 
see when a nation adopts a Republican <laughs> form of... It looks like we got a Miss Apparat right here in the family. Why? <laughs> oh, Rush explains the thing the same way she does. Instead of coming right out and saying what she wants to say, she hems and haws and beats around the bush till a person wants to scream. Don, why don't you just say they got Congress fellas in Washington, D.C. that fixes the law? But, but there's, there's more to, to it than that. Ah. Look, kiddo, the Congress makes the laws. Sure, sure, sure. The president enforces the laws. And the Supreme Court tests the constitutionality well, of it. Oh, there you go. The constitutionality. Oh, my, my, my. You ought to be interested in that. Oh, sure. Every American should have a knowledge of the functions Let's of... Let's have it. more algebra study and then less talk from you, mister. No, but you really ought to know something about this, say. Why? I got a house to keep up. Three meals a day I have to get. I'm busy. Where on earth would I be if I fiddled around with foolishness? You can hardly call the government of your country foolishness. Oh, Your government. Man. Let's forget it. Okay. Well, Mister mm-hmm. Steel Pump, that clerks in at Yamilton's going to be married. Is he? Marrying one of the Hunkerman girls, Marie. Hmm. Rush. Yeah. Your feet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Vic and Sade. Young and old alike know that one of the greatest names in the entertainment business was Al Jolson. What were some of his favorite songs? Listen. I'd like to sing three choruses of three songs for you. None of them are new, but I can honestly say that of all the songs that have come out in the last 15 years, I really like these three the best. I won't have to tell you the names of them, because no matter how old they are, everybody knows them. All right, Victor, my favorite. Whispering while you cuddle near me Whispering so no one can hear me Each little whisper seems to cheer me I know it's true, there's no one dear but you. Whispering why you'll never leave me. Whispering why you'll never grieve me. Whisper and say that you believe me. Whispering that I love you. Come to me, my melancholy baby. Cuddle up and don't be blue. All your fears are foolish fancies, maybe. You know, dear, that I'm in love with you. Every cloud must have a silver lining Wait until the sun shines through Smile, my honey dear While I kiss away each tear Or else I will be melancholy too Oh, 
blossoms waiting for butterfly. For she loved him so. The moments pass into hours. The hours pass into years. And as she smiles through the tears, she murmurs low. The moon and I know that he be faithful. I'm sure he come to me by and by. But if he don't come back, then I never sigh or cry. I just must die for a butterfly. Al Jolson, you just can't mistake his singing, can you? I hope you overlooked the scratchy sounds on some of these excerpts, for all of them are from our files of actual broadcasts, and recording back in those days wasn't anything like it is today. Our next request is specifically for the veterans at Fort Hamilton Hospital here in our New York area. One of the doctors there phoned this week to ask if Ben Burney used to broadcast on NBC, and if so, could I include him on Recollections? Well, it seems we have lots of vets out there who would like to hear the old maestro again. So need I say more? Here he is. And now, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a slight intermission while I sing the horse with the lavender eyes. This was arranged by Doc Cassidy, Saratoga, the famous authority on horse handicapping, Galza. The horse with the old lavender eyes. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that horse I bet on yesterday at Saratoga. Believe me, there's a horse that didn't let any grass grow under his feet. He just stopped to eat it, that's all. <laughs> He doesn't eat oats, he doesn't eat hay, he travels a thousand miles a day, the horse, with a lavender eye. A silvery mane, a paddle of gold, a beautiful creature to behold, the horse, with a lavender eye. Why, he looks the perfect thoroughbred, with his head way up in the air. His life is one grand giddy-up, whoa, but he never gets nowhere. In a stable or barn, he'll never be found. The little fellow never knows where he's bound because he's a horse. He's a horse on the merry-go-round. Get up, everybody. He isn't a he, he isn't a she. His breed is another mystery. The horse with the lavender eye. Why, he looks the perfect thoroughbred, with his head way up in the air. His life is one grand giddy-up, whoa, but he never gets nowhere. In a stable or barn, he'll never be found. The little fellow never knows where he's bound, because he's a horse. He's a horse on the merry-go-round. Get up, everybody! He isn't a he, he isn't a she, his breed is another mystery, the horse with the lavender eye. 
Why he doesn't kick back, he doesn't get gay, he doesn't get scared and run away the horse with the lavender eye. Why he never goes to sleep at night, but he keeps an Alfred Vanderbilt form. Why he's never dropped his beautiful tail, why that's the way this horse was born. He never gets sick, his body is sound, he doesn't mind having little flies around because he's a horse. He's a horse on the merry-go-round. He's deaf as a post, can't hear a thing, doesn't have to listen to the maestro sing Lucky Horse with the lavender eye. And he doesn't have ears to hear Huey Long or Isle of Capri or a hillbilly song, the horse with the lavender eye. Why, he leads a very quiet life in carnival quite provincial. And so he never has to lend an ear to dear old Walter Winchell. And he hasn't a gate. He never does run, and bookies don't sort him at eight to one because he's the horse. He's the horse with the lavender eyes. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Ben Burney and all the lads from a 1935 broadcast. As the great figures of show business pass, legends spring up around them. Thus, critics yet unborn will measure tap dancers yet unborn according to a standard set by the greatest tap dancer of them all, who is sadly no longer with us. I refer, of course, to Bill Robinson. But in the NBC Library of Sound, Bill Robinson's art is preserved. When NBC opened its great Hollywood studios in 1935, Bill Robinson, old Bojangles, was there. And here is how the old master tapped on that occasion. Well, it looks like everybody's singing, so I just soak my bunions perfect and I'll get in the forest and try to get out the fire. Copacetic, let's go to town.
The Tapping Toes of Bill Robinson. The name Nick LaRocca is well known to lovers of jazz. He is the one often credited with being the inventor of jazz and swing back in the early days of this century. His group was known as the Dixieland Jazz Band. Late in the 20s, due to the illness of LaRocca, the band fell apart. But in 1936, the group was reorganized around a nucleus of its former members with LaRocca again at the helm. And here's the way they were introduced on the Magic Key program of 1936 by my old friend and colleague, Ben Grauer. Here's a real treat for followers of swing music. One of the oldest and most famous swing tunes directed by its composer, Nick LaRocca, and played by the original Dixieland band in the version they recently recorded for Victor. The ever-popular Tiger Rag. <laughs> with the original Dixieland Band. And there you have another program of Recollections at 30. 
Next week, I've selected some unusual highlights that will appeal to everyone who enjoys wonderful old-time music. We're going to hear the composers of these old tunes, singing their own songs, incidentally. And among the famous names you'll hear next week will be Joe Howard doing I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now, and George M. Cohan singing Give My Regards to Broadway. Don't forget our date next week, same time. Good night, everyone. Ed Hurley has been your host on Recollections at 30. Next week at this time, there'll be another in this special series, commemorating NBC's 30th year of broadcasting. This is Fred Collins, hoping you'll be able to join us then for more of the great stars and great moments of the past. Recollections at 30 is directed by Bob Mauer. This program has come to you from our studios in Radio City, New York. Hear the music of Ralph Flanagan and Skinny Ennis live weekday mornings on NBC Bandstand. We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the RadioThen.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network